this episode of Resilient Business, I speak with crypto trader Otto Gomes. Otto's been trading crypto since 2015, has been hugely successful, and now he is offering instruction and training to those that want to get started in crypto or for people who have been trading crypto and just want to add some more structure and discipline to their program. Uh, this is a high-energy interview with Otto. I really enjoyed it, and I think you will too. If you like what you see on Resilient Business, please like, comment, and subscribe. Share with your friends, and check out my affiliate partners for some great products and great discounts. Hope you enjoy. Why don't we just start, Otto, by talking about your journey to where you are today, and you know, tell us a little bit about where you are today once we get there, but what led you in that direction in the first place? Hmm. Um, I kind of asked the same question in my, in my interviews. What's, what was a red pill moment? So I'll, I'll start with this. My family business is an accounting tax preparation business. I worked there since I was 15 years old. Um, so um, for, for about 11 years. And in 2008, 2000, so I made some money. So in 2008, 2009, I was like, I want to buy a house. So I bought a house. And it was in South Florida. And this was right before, literally, probably a, less than a year before the whole market just poof, just crash. And so I, I bought it, I bought it for like 160,000 and I short sold it for 40 or like 45. So lost wow. so much money in this in this thing. And it, and it, it, it for me, you know, I was young when I did it. I was, um, uh, man, trying to do some math, quick math right now. It's probably like 22, 21, something like that. So it, for me, it was like, oh crap, this sucks, but I'm young. <laughs> you know, I learned something. Mm -hmm. I really looked at it as like, okay, this was a really good learning experience to kind of like be more aware. But that was my first moment to go like, this is weird. And I started just looking into it, just started researching like, well, what's going on? What's, why is this happening? And um, in that research, I found a few documentaries, uh, Zeitgeist, uh, uh, loose change. Uh, I mean, there was a bunch back then that, that were coming out around the financial industry. And then a few years later, so that, that kind of was like a red pill moment for me. It was a moment that kind of like shifted me because I, I already had the accounting and the numbers mentality. So it was a little easier for me to, to connect the dots in the, in the financial. I'm just one guy. Let me just go back to my my, you know, programming and, and go back to work and nine to five and all the good stuff. Right. And then I, but that was always in the back of my mind. That was always there kind of like, man, I wish I could do something. I want to change it. I want to change it. But then, um, 2012, I have my it guy in my accounting office come to me and say, Hey, have you heard about Bitcoin? And then that was the, the moment. Cause when I started researching and looking at what it was and how it could be disruptive, why it was disruptive that's when my whole life changed because i was like whoa for this whole time i thought i'm just one person what can i do and now here's this whole new system that is going to that is uh naturally just because it was put out into the world it's naturally absorbing the financial industry and and now pretty much all the industries that have to do with transactions so uh, uh, since then, that was my that was my moment. Once I opened my eyes to that reality and that possibility, that's when I honestly uh, my my mindset changed from you know uh, tight scarcity to like 
anything is possible. When, I, when that shift happened, that was it for me. I was all in. And everybody around me was calling me crazy. <laughs> and uh, so I, I went all into crypto in 2000, I want to say 2014, 2015, because it, it took me a while to kind of like research and just understand it mm -hmm. and, and commit, uh, embed myself into the community and be a part of it, you know. Um, and then 2015, I went all in. And long story short, I turned... 20 grand into about 17 million dollars in a year and a half and um and the history well, now we're here <laughs> you haven't looked back i haven't looked back man that was that was almost a decade ago so yeah, yeah. so great story and to get in you know not super early but early enough right to oh, i mean Bitcoin really was like 250 bucks so yeah it was early <laughs> yeah um no so that's that's a super story and now you're in a position to offer some help to others that want to take a look at doing that. Um, you know, I just in my everyday life, you know, I sense that there's people who would love to get into crypto, would love to start learning about it. They don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. They may know somebody who got, you know, did super well. They might know somebody who lost everything. So they don't really know where to jump off and where to jump in. And so you find yourself now, doing what you're doing now. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that was that was um, an epiphany moment for me. I, I realized that there was like two paths you can take when you come into the space and you just become a part of it. You can go down the path of, I'm gonna make a ton of money, I'm gonna connect to this community, I'm going to, you know, um, um, a lot of these guys, a lot of these people, you know, they get super connected to the project, so they start pushing that project, which is fine. Um, and you know, we call them shillers, you're shilling your project. Uh, but, uh, so that's a path, you know, you can take that path and, and it's great. And it's, and you're in the community, um, supporting that system. I chose a whole different path. I, and, and also those people are also creating their own projects too. I chose a different path. I, I, I did, you know, I, I accumulated the resources that I did. And then I, I was like, man, I don't, I never have to work again. Right. I, I really had that feeling of like, I can pull back in my, my grind of having to pursue. But then I quickly realized that I'm like, if, well, if, if, if we're just like coming into this industry and benefiting from it and not bringing others into it, what's the point? What's the point? We're just perpetuating the same old scarcity. This is mine. I, you got to lose for me to win this tightness, you know, this the same old mindset. Mm. And so I had to look at it from a different perspective. I'm like, no, man, I, why would I go out and start shilling these projects when the industry is trying to disrupt a ton of things? So, the, so for me, and I always say this decentralization really, I believe is going to start on a local level. It's not going to start on this global, global level that most people want. We can't, we can't, we're, we're, you know, the whole, this whole uh, industry is trying to fight globalists. So they're, they're the pros. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at starting things on a global level. We can't, we can't, we can't go to that level immediately. So I looked at it as like, no, we got to start on a local level where we get 200 people, 300 people creating their own little project and, and using it. And then like, Hey, we're just going to use this thing. We, we, we're going to, that guy has a product. I have a service. Let's trade using this blockchain project that we are now all a part of. And then you get several people, you know, several groups doing that. 
and then all of a sudden they start communicating to each other. So I think I think it's um it's a it's a it's a uh, choosing this path was the right path for me because of, of teaching others how to do crypto, how to get in the right way with the right mindset, how to connect the community, how to create their own projects. For me, that that is way more beneficial in the long run. Than, than focusing just on like the specific projects themselves. Right. And scale. That's, that's why I created it. Yeah. And that's why I created the courses because I'm like, mm -hmm. we, we need to we need to get this out there as much as possible. Right. Yeah. Scale. Uh, and then, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats mentality. Right. And then everybody has a probability of winning and, and more success. Um, so when people do approach you for the first time and maybe, you know, go for your coaching, coaching program that you offer, um, What's one of the first things you hope they learn uh, from that if they're brand new to crypto and they're just jumping in for the first time? Um, so if they take my 90 minute free course, my hope is that by the end of, of watching that, you can find the confidence. Because I think that's that's what people are missing when they come into the industry is really just having uh, enough have to have done enough research and have you know done enough work to get that confidence. I, I it took me a, almost a decade <laughs> to get to this point, right? I'm I'm and and I try to teach layers to try to get you to the same point faster, just mm -hmm. quicker. Mm -hmm. And so my hope is that by the end of it, um, you'll you'll not only know the steps to come into this to the space, get into it, get started set it and forget it kind of situation. Also know how, you, how to properly back it up, right? Like how to store your crypto, mm -hmm. but also um, bringing more clarity to your own individual personal relationship to money. And so the combination of those two, I believe, you know, with awareness, right? With awareness comes confidence. The, the more aware you are of something, the more discernment you start to tap into. So that's the hope. Sure. Yeah, and I've watched some of your content and, you know, that rings you know, throughout is just creating that structured belief and structured process and structured kind of doing your homework type thing so that you can gain that confidence. And you're not always like chasing the latest shiny object or new token um, down the street, but you really teach people how to, you know, make sure they're making the right decisions for them, which it's I think a, is it's great. um I think it's a universal um, advice right now. Hey, take back your power, man. Take take back your power of awareness of 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 decision making of choice. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been seeing these um, tweets recently because you know uh, the whole space right now in this moment that we're talking has fallen. We've, the the, mm -hmm. the prices have fallen dramatically. There's been a pullback, mm -hmm. you know, a dip we call it. And I've seen these tweets of people saying stuff like. Like, you know, just, just, just trying to, we call it FUD, creating FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt mm -hmm. in the space. And, and you can tell that it's like, man, they really just don't understand it. They don't have, they didn't take the time to do the research to really, really understand it. And, and even like, well, who's regulating this? Who's governing this? And I'm like, why they're fighting to say, oh no, the government needs to be a part of it because people are chaotic. People can't, people are stupid. Mm -hmm. They can't, they can't do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and there's, there's actual people, physical people out there that truly believe that. And then you cannot come into the space with that mindset. If you do, you'll fall into scams, you'll fall into traps, you'll fall into all the good stuff that the space 
you know, that, that's, that the space uh, attracts is scammers. Um, so, I, you know, it really, we have something called the hashtag D-Y-O-R. Hashtag do your own research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's, that, that uh, rings true in the whole space. And, yep. and people don't have patience for, for people that aren't willing to do the research. Yep. And we're you finding that in lots of walks of life right now. Exactly, in terms exactly. of people just don't want to put in the time to figure things out for themselves. They'd rather be told by someone. And the fact is you can't always trust the people that are telling you whatever that might be. <laughs> I always, I even say it's like, don't even trust what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> like, like take the information, but do the research. <laughs> yes. Right. Trust and verify. Right. Trust and verify. <laughs> we, we heard that yes, a few years always. back. Um, <laughs> so if someone doesn't say someone doesn't take advantage of your you know, philosophies and concepts. What do you think the biggest mistake people make early would be? You got some good questions, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The biggest new mistake is buying crypto and then leaving it in a centralized exchange. (laughs) So a lot of people come into the space uh, comparing to what they know. I think that's that's very natural and normal to do because we're humans and we want to feel safe. And so most people come in and they think, well, this is like stocks. It's like commodities, right? And so when you buy stocks or commodities, you're going to um, um, Ameritrade, Scott Trade, like all these uh, centralized exchanges to buy that, that, that stock. You can't remove it from there, right? You have an account, you log in, and your stuff is there. But as soon as you log out, it's, it's, it's in their servers, mm-hmm. right? And so you trust these companies to secure your funds and make sure that it's safe and all this stuff. And why do we, why? And that's another question to that. Another road you can go down is like, why do we feel safe? Is it because of the commercials? Is it because of like, (laughs) you know, it's like, you have to question that stuff. But anyway, um, yeah. So now you have, um, you have these exchanges that are popping up for crypto. And if you truly don't understand blockchain and how you, if you don't own your, the keys, like the, the private keys to unlock your wallet to the, that crypto, you don't own the crypto. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole point of this industry is, is so that we do take back that responsibility of owning our assets and, and, and you know, managing it. Mm-hmm. So um, that's probably the biggest mistake that most people do that makes me cringe because I've seen so many exchanges either get hacked by, you know, uh, hacked in their, their, their system, not the blockchain. That's also a misconception. When, when exchanges get, get hacked, it's not the protocol that's getting hacked. It's the exchange and their security. It's like robbing a bank, right? So hmm. yeah, I, I, that would be the number one thing. Cool. Don't leave it in exchanges, take it out. <laughs> yeah. Stay decentralized because that's kind of the point of the whole thing. Literally. You know? Yeah. Um, is there something that you would specifically steer someone away from, whether they're a beginner or, or not, um, you know, in terms of maybe it's the type of offering, maybe it's a specific offering. I don't, I don't know, but is there something that you just kind of say, you know, I've looked at that. I know about that. Um, you may not want to jump right into something like that right away. Hmm. So, it changes that changes constantly because the industry is forever growing. And mm. so there's, I'm still, uh, you know, look like, well, that's new, you know, that's a new scam that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I guess the art is to 
be able to recognize something that might be a potential scam is yeah, probably yeah, the most important thing. Yeah, and that's and that's what I actually teach. So I in cool. my course, I go through all the variables that I've I've gone through in the decade that I've been in um, when I'm investing to a project. I look at a bunch of little details that I go through and um, that should be enough. You know, that should be enough to give you enough to then sit back and like check your gut and go, okay, does this feel right or mm -hmm. does it not? Yep. But yeah, I, I mean, for, I'll tell you today, right? Today, what I would recommend not to invest into is uh, um, um, art-based NFTs. Okay, we've we've um, I I think there there might be another little run for that, but it's a little bubble. It's a bubble within the NFT space, which you can get into uh, non fungible tokens. Mm -hmm. But um, I would recommend not getting into that right now, just because it's 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 very volatile right now. And, and if you don't understand that specific type of trading, which is a very different type of trading than crypto, mm -hmm. which is a whole different type of trading than stocks and commodities. So yes. it's like a whole it's another, another level of, of different. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would recommend like, don't get into the artwork stuff, get into the blockchain gaming NFT stuff. That's the, the bleeding edge right ah. now. Those are, those are the unicorns right now, in my opinion. Okay. Well, that's cool. And that is another rabbit hole to go down. Maybe in another talk, maybe we could schedule. Yeah, another, that's a whole, another... that's a whole episode in and of itself. <laughs> yes. Oh no, absolutely. Um, what about, you know, cause what I hear from a lot of people who are reticent to get into crypto in the first place, um, the people that just want to stay in their mutual funds and their 401ks and maybe even precious metals and things like that. Um, they're, they may be taking some steps there to kind of decentralize and be their own central bank, you know, so to speak. Um, but they're reticent to get into crypto because they have one of the most common things I've ever heard. And I'm not an expert by any means, but I just hear it from the outside is, you know, what if the internet goes down or what if we lose the electrical grid? And so is that an easy answer if someone asks that or? Yeah, it is. It, it wasn't in the beginning when I was at, being asked that question. I was like, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, but now I've done some research and just kind of because I was like, well, what is the Internet? You know, what makes up the Internet? Because I, I always hear these FUD, right? I always hear FUD in crypto and you got to take the FUD with a grain of salt and do some investigative work and try to figure out why they think that. Why do they believe that? So for the internet specifically, I under, I, from my research and my understanding of the internet, um, more than 90%, it's like nine, yeah, it's more than 90% is hardwired cables. So whenever the internet started, it started with like the universities and then the military started using it. And then, it, you know, in the, in the early or mid to late eighties, you started getting like more, um, more mainstream, more uh, commercial use. During that time, because this reality is driven by profit and power and greed, during that time, they're like, well, we need to lay down hardwire lines because, you know, that's how you communicate. That's how you connect. And so since that time, they've been laying down lines connecting like hundreds to not maybe thousands a year, like tons and tons of lines for 50 years, <laughs> 40, 50 years. So now, and this is like, there's hardwire lines underneath the water, like in the, in the ocean connecting, you know, the U S to Europe and, and all mm -hmm. the other countries. And so there's literally a mycelium network of hardwired cables <laughs> that 
exists that creates the internet. And each one is connecting to a different, we call them nodes. And what nodes are is essentially a device that has an IP address. So whether it's your computer, whether it's your iPhone, whether it's a, a server, like a server farm. So all of those are just nodes of transactions that's connecting through the, that highway, those highways. So that's the first step, right? Mm -hmm. You have this like mycelium networks, like what are they gonna cut? <laughs> right. They gotta cut, a, they gotta cut a lot to make it go down. Um, the other layer to this is uh, internet providers, okay? Internet providers are also just nodes. And when, when you plug in, and this is like a whole thing, man. When you plug in, when you like, um, you move in somewhere and you, you call Comcast, Cox, whatever, to come and install internet, mm -hmm. what they're really doing is they're going like, here's a little modem, a device that's gonna connect you to our server, right? Which then we will then open the flood gates of the internet, which is like their way of saying, oh, we'll, 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 we'll lift the gate up and let you come in. Right. They're not providing anything. They're just like, they're actually uh, giving you access. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're giving you access. It's not a right to have access to the internet. Right. You have to go through us. So crypto is like, nah, man, we're not going to do that. We're, we're going to do something very, very different. We're going to go peer to peer. And like um, a good comparison to crypto is uh, you remember Napster mm -hmm. back in the day? Yes. So there's Napster, there's LimeWire. This was a peer to peer. That means that you were going from my computer to somebody else's computer directly to, to, transact data. So crypto is taking the same concept and going, let's just do everything like that. <laughs> First it started with the fi finances, but then they went to everything else. So there, what crypto is doing is tapping into that other 90%, which by the way, they've indoctrinated us with fear to say, that's the dark web. Don't go there. That's evil. That's where they do the drugs. That's where they do the, the gang stuff. Don't go there. And it's like, nah, man, that's where freedom is. That's literally where sovereignty is. And so crypto took a, took a hold and, and started um, tapping into that 90% that they don't have control of, that it's just like this mess. And then the last layer of it is more than 95%, more than 95% of the internet is very centralized. It's like the Google, the Instagram, the Facebooks that we go to, it's a very tiny part of what makes up the whole internet. Mm -hmm. The whole internet, what it really is, is us. Is my device connecting to your device, connecting to another device, connecting to another device? Gotcha. So that's really what it is. We're just we're just separating from those centralized systems and yep. then connecting directly. Yep. So I, you know, that that's what it is, man. I mean, there's there's no way around. There's no way to control that anymore. Yeah. And so the, yeah, the whole topic again of decentralization. So it, even with Comcast, you're hooking into that central Comcast server and provider. Mm -hmm. um, so. Who, who is like, who is like tracking you, who is, you know, they're doing so many, they're collecting data. I mean, there's so many things that they're doing that we don't realize. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and, and today there's already a decentralized internet. Like there's a company called Helium. I'm not shilling anything here. I'm just sharing that there is companies that exist. That is a decentralized internet mm -hmm. where you get a little modem or a, a, a node and you can access that network, but you don't pay, you get paid. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. That's a whole other thing. So too. opportunities yeah. on both sides. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Um, and so a lot of times today you hear the term DeFi, de de decentralized finance, I guess is what it stands for. Um, mm -hmm. This whole conversation so far kind of falls under that umbrella of DeFi. Um, 
you just kind of touched on it a little bit, gave us a little hint. Um, other industries near term that you think might start to decentralize more or that are already are. Can you give us any examples of those to be kind of on the lookout for? Um, so I would say video. So video streaming, video storage. Um, I think I read somewhere that something like 80% of the content online is video. And it's growing at a, at a pace of 20% a year. It's insane. So um, that I believe is going to be because um, what's happening now, right? You have the NFT space booming. And so they're transitioning now into blockchain games, which, you know, if you go into any uh, online game, you can go and you can buy these things called DNCs. They're, they're skins for your character when you're playing the video game. And so there's a whole marketplace right now today that's worth billions and billions of dollars in the gaming industry for just skins and nfts would be a it's a perfect solution for that for mm -hmm. for to be a, a, a interop imagine interoperability of skins where you can go from game to game and every game has a, a a different version of your skin to fit that universe so it's going into this nf blockchain gaming with nfts and then the, I, my opinion, you know, because of the movies like Ready Player One and, and now Facebook changing their name to Meta, you know, to, for the metaverse. The next step is, is like video quality, like high def quality imagery and, 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 and moving, you know, videos for, to be able to uh, put it on the blockchain and go in that direction. So I think next year, I think 2022 is going to be the year for, for video blockchain, blockchain on video on the blockchain. Cool. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Um, just in wrapping up here, I, and, I, and I want love to do this again because there's a lot of different ways we go. I'd love to have you on just to talk about NFTs because I think people yeah. need to yeah. learn about that. I need to learn about that. And so, um, but but in wrapping up, what is the best way to learn more about Otto Gomes? I met you on Instagram, um, so I know you're on there. But what are some of the other ways to meet Otto Gomes and learn more about what you do and maybe look more into the things that you offer? So my website, very easy. It's my name, autogomes.live. And if you go there, literally everything that is me that I do is it goes through there first. So you can find my 90-minute um, free course on there. You can find the paid course. It's uh, seven, $777, but... Um, um, I, I'm going to give you a link so you can give discount to your people. Oh, excellent. And, and, uh, and then I also offer one-to-one -one coaching that's also offered on there. And, uh, I go much deeper into understanding it. I try to customize learning about crypto if, if that's what you are looking for. But, um, yeah, autogomes.live. I also have a YouTube channel under autogomes. Um, I have a podcast called manifest conscious crypto. It's on iTunes and Spotify. And of course, on Instagram at Otto Gomes. You can find me on there. Excellent, Otto. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you being on Resilient Business today. Um, let's do this again sometimes. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. All right.